This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pippen. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Want to air it out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. Isaiah Rogers on the return. Gives off to Taylor. He's in. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Jonathan Taylor. Here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm J.J. Stankovitz, joined every week by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks to break down the Colts' latest game. Bill, this one we're breaking down, not a very fun one. Uh, 19-10 loss to the Tennessee Titans down in Nashville. Just a game where the Colts made a bunch of mistakes in the first half that came back to cost them. They fall behind and are not able to erase that deficit. And it, it's followed a similar path uh, to some other losses this year, most notably the other loss to the Tennessee Titans back in week four. So we're going to get into all that. But, Bill, let's start with the first turnover and what went wrong. That would be the pick six that Matt Ryan threw to Andrew Adams that went for 76 yards to the house. Um I can kind of get into what I heard from Frank Reich and Matt Ryan after the game about what they saw in it, but mm-hmm. Bill, just your initial reaction to the the sequence that led up to that play with Naheem Hines getting his face mask grabbed and a flag not being thrown on it, and then the pass play going off and then getting run back for a touchdown. Yeah, the, the play before the actual interception when Naheem Hines ran the ball looked like the guy grabbed his face mask and pulled him. You saw his head turn. So when his head turned, of course, he couldn't go anywhere, so it's a loss. So I'm not saying that play changed the next play Frank would have called, but, you know, now having a loss on that play, maybe you have a gain and it changes the play that you're going to call in the next next down. So um, that was something that was questionable by the referees and didn't make that call. But that's, you know, they, they didn't make the call, so that – that didn't happen. But on that next play, on the play of the interception, I, what I saw there was looks like Tennessee was bringing six up to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and they were playing a zone behind it. They were playing zone, it's like a catch zone behind it. And what they did is they, they brought the uh, six, but on the uh, side where they had three receivers, the Dylan Cole dropped back out because he was hoping that they were, I guess, they would make a side adjustment, and he would get in the way of the side adjustment on that side of the ball. But on the side where the interception took place on the uh, short side of the field, we had two receivers at. Um, they just waited and waited and waited, and then Paris Campbell came out, and then Dupree got pressure on uh, Ryan. He just threw it out there, and Paris didn't turn around, and the ball was thrown behind him a little bit. Paris was still running his route, but the ball was thrown behind him a little bit. And Adams made a nice play, caught it, and took it back to the house for six six points. So what we heard after the game from Frank Reich was that he was uh, arguing with the official justifiably that hey, Naheem Hines, he, like his, he got tackled by his face mask. Um, you know, Naheem told me after the game that yeah, it was egregious. My head went one way and my body went the other, um, and that was not called. Uh, as a side note. Bobby O'Karake got called for a face mask where he didn't yes. touch the guy's face mask. But, you Just know. grabbed his jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, 
so so Frank is late getting the play call in. Um, you know, normally he gets it in pretty quick, so Matt can get up to the line, he can make his adjustments. So gets the play call in a little bit later than normal. Matt gets to the line, he sees that front you're describing there, Bill, and he wants to check out of it, but he doesn't have time. So you know, you got those this like you said that six man front i think he would have checked out of something that would have been a blitz beater in that sense but mm-hmm. again he doesn't have time to do it so now you're you're at this position where okay you're probably not going to get the protection totally where you need it to be bud dupree comes free and instead of you know dirting the throw at campbell's feet or taking the sack or calling a timeout ryan throws the ball Campbell, you know, he kind of stumbles a little bit coming out of mm-hmm. his break, but this is this is not on Paris, right? Because um, the ball was out pretty early and was behind him, and then it gets picked off. And um, what Matt said after the game was, you know, you can't make a bad play worse. He took accountability. Frank Reich took accountability. Said he put Matt Ryan in a bad position there, um, but all around, I mean, it the, the game really did kind of flip on that play because before it, I mean, we're talking about it's second and 12 on the Tennessee 28. You're down three to nothing in the second quarter. Worst case, you come out of that drive with a field goal. Um, you know, the way Chase McLaughlin's been kicking, I think you trust him to hit it from over 50. Yes. Um, especially kicking into that end of the stadium. It seemed like those kicks are going a little bit longer um, to come away with not only nothing, but then have it to be basically a 10 point swing at that point. Um when you look at this game and you look at the three or four plays that really swung the game, none of them swung the game more than this play. Yeah, it, it was a big play because, you know, if they don't score, like you say, you go down and you kick a field goal, you know, you got three points there. So that makes a big difference. And of course, they don't get the touchdown. And, you know, you know give Matt credit for taking responsibility for that. You know, if, if he, he throws a ball a little bit lower and it's uh, in the dirt, and if Paris makes a great play, if he can see the ball and catch it, that's that's a plus. But it, at worst, it's an incomplete pl- pass, and you you uh, go to the next play, and hopefully you can get a first down. But uh, it was unfortunate that that happened. But uh, give Tennessee credit; they they did the things that they needed to do, and you know, that was a mistake on the Colts. And when you make mistakes like that, you don't know when those mistakes are going to hurt you so you try not to make them so that there are each play is very important and you need to go out and play uh each play like it's it it, it could be the, the turning point of the game and uh, for tennessee it was on their behalf or a positive thing for them but for the colts it was negative so you just have to be aware of each play is uh is very important so the the next interception came on the Colts next drive again in Tennessee territory. This is on a third and three at the Tennessee 38 yard line. And Bill on this one, what Matt told us is that he thought David Long was going to keep trailing with uh, Paris Campbell on this play. Yes. Uh, They run mesh with Paris Campbell and Mo Alley Cox. And then they have Pitt, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of running a a little stop over the middle, but David Long, I mean, credit to David Long on this play. Because he he notices Ryan is under pressure and that there's no way he's going to get the ball out to Paris Campbell based on the pressure. So he falls off that route, and then he just sits right where Michael Pittman Jr. is. Ryan doesn't see him. Easy interception. Easy interception. I mean, and, and I thought, looking at the play, I thought David Long was going to continue to run with Paris Campbell. Yep. Uh, because then basically you would have had two defenders running with Paris Campbell. And then that would have been an open spot there for Pitt to catch the ball and he would have got the ball off and everything was fine. But 
give David Long credit. He made a nice play. He just falls off of Paris, and I don't know if he sees uh, Matt looking or if he fig figures at that time the rush that got to him or whatever, but give David Long credit. That's his second interception in two weeks. Um, you know, he had one against the Commanders uh, the week before that. Uh, won the game. Had, yeah. That won the game in the end zone. So he made a nice play. Uh, he's, he's a good player for that team. He's been a good player for a long time. For You know, I think this is his fourth year with the Titans, and um, he's made a good play. And that was, a big, that was another big play for them. And, you know, that's a turnover for us. And that's what they do. You know, they, the Titans play the game close. Um, they play the game to hopefully make you make a mistake and they minimize their mistakes and they capitalize on the mistakes you make. And that's just a, a Mike, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel team that does that quite often. Um, they're going to minimize their mistakes and uh, let you try to beat yourselves. And uh, unfortunately, that's what happened with the Colts today. Yeah, and those are two plays where, be, you know, just the, the way that this game was flowing – you know, okay, you, you give up the pick six, but then you come back and you start making the, you know, making a drive out of it. Um, you convert that third and three. Again, you're thinking, all right, we get points. It's close to halftime. We're going to get the ball back coming out of the half. Like, we're still feeling okay about this. But then that interception leads to another three points. I mean, really, the, the 13 points that Tennessee had in the first half, 10 of those came off of interceptions. And there is a world where if the Colts don't throw those picks – it's at the very least, it's a 3-3 ball game at halftime, maybe 6-3, maybe, you know, 10-3 Colts, maybe even more than that. And th those plays are just, you know, Matt Ryan said, like, you know, we, we can't do that. We've got to be better. And he's he, he took accountability for it. But this is a team now that just continues to lose the turnover margin in so many of these games. And I could sense the frustration, Bill, from these players that, a week ago, they played a clean game. They had no turnovers against Jacksonville, and they scored 34 points. They feel like if they play a clean game, they are good enough to put up a lot of points. But right now, in too many games this year, they're just not playing clean. No, they're not playing clean. And especially when the turnovers are coming. I mean, the first one, you're at the Tennessee 28. Uh, the second one, you're at the Tennessee 38. So, I mean, you have an opportunity to score some points. So, that that hurts. That, that, to me, that hurts even more because – you know what, you're moving, you're marching the ball down the field, you have an opportunity to possibly score a touchdown, but if not, worse, um, a field goal. But you're not playing clean football. You're not giving yourself the best opportunity to win football games, and you know, you're not helping out your defense, so you're not helping out the um, offense when you're not creating turnovers. But it's hard to get turnovers when you're playing from behind, and the Colts have been doing that game after game. They've been playing from behind in the first half, uh, not having a lead, and it makes it very difficult to get – Turnovers when you're behind, and today, Colts gave up two, uh, had two interceptions, and made it difficult for them to to maintain drives, get points, and then you're you're starting from behind again in the second half. So yeah, the, the Colts go down thirteen nothing um, at halftime. Talking to guys after the game, you know, Paris Campbell and Naheem Hines, they both expressed frustration, like you know, we're back in this position again. Paris said it's almost like you can't keep your head above water. Uh, you know, Naheem, you know, was very emphatic in saying, like, we can't keep doing this. But the Colts in the first half, they averaged 4.6 yards per play. That was almost a half yard more than the Titans averaged in the first half. They averaged four yards per play. But the Colts entering this game in the first half of games this year had the fourth lowest yards per play average in the NFL at 4.58.
So it didn't really, it didn't prove today. It was still about the same as we've seen from this team. And it, for a team to continue to have to battle back, you know, the margin for error is so, is so slim that you get a play like Austin Hooper somehow catching that ball that, you know, looked yes. like it was deflected and, you know, that basically seals the game, you know, and then Michael Pittman Jr. having the ball punched down on a really nice play uh, by Mitchell on Tennessee. But your margin for error then in the second half becomes basically nil. And all it takes then is one great play from the Titans and one final mistake, you know, or one final turnover, and the game's over. You don't have an opportunity to come back from that. And I think that's where I could sense a lot of this team's frustration was coming from. Yeah, they're frustrated because they know when they make mistakes and they don't play well and they turn the ball over, um, they have costly penalties as well, penalties as well. That makes it very difficult to win a football game. And as you said, your, you know, your margin for error just shrinks the further you get on in the game because, you know, you get down to where you might only have one more drive left or two more drives left. Well, you have to be perfect on those drives to possibly score some points to get back into the game or to tie the game or or to go ahead and it makes it very difficult to win games and especially against a team like the Tennessee Titans where you know they once they get a league they're going to milk the clock they have Derrick Henry they have one of the best backs in the National Football League so they're just going to run the ball run the ball and try to milk the clock that way and you know gain yards and keep control of the football and march down and hopefully get a field goal or at, at, you know or at worst they'll have to punt but you don't have much time to go down and score yourself. So against a team like the Tennessee Titans, you definitely, definitely can't play a game where you're going to beat yourself. And now, unfortunately, the mistakes that the Colts made uh, today were their downfall, and that's why I think they lost the game today. It's a shame, Bill, because there, there were some bright spots in this game. Um, the touchdown that Matt Ryan threw to Paris Campbell, mm-hmm. where if you notice on that play – it's second and four at the goal. Uh, second and four. Second and goal at the four, and the the Matt Ryan basically says, "Hey, we're going no huddle." Dylan Cole, the linebacker on the Titans, he's like a couple steps onto the field, and the official has to tell him get back to the sideline because we're not subbing because the Colts broke the huddle, and they're now you can't sub. Um, just a great great piece of awareness by Matt Ryan. They clearly he clearly saw something on the previous play where he liked the personnel, he liked the matchup, he got the Colts into the right play, threw a touchdown to a wide-open Paris Campbell. Um, you know, that was a, a really impressive piece of operation of the offense by Matt Ryan. Um, got it to 13-7 to at that point. So, like, there, there's a bright spot. Naheem Hines on punt returns today yes. had three go for more than 10 yards, which is basically like getting a first down on each of those, yep. including one that I think went for 22 or 24 and then, Bill, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was back. He only had 10 carries, which we can get into, but he looked really good on those carries. So, you know, when you hear Frank Reich and, and players talk about there are some things we got into, we got there are some rhythm things that we like, there are some things we can build on, those things are there even in a game where the Colts only managed to score 10 points. Yeah, you know, you had Jonathan Taylor, you know, he averaged 5.8 yards per carry. He had, you know, 10 attempts, but... He also had, you know, uh, how many how many receptions? He had seven. Did he have seven receptions? Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Taylor had seven receptions today. Yeah, he had seven receptions. seven receptions. Yeah, so you know, yeah. so you're talking about seventeen. He touched the ball seventeen times, so he did a nice job out there in the football field today. So I thought he ran hard. 
He ran real hard. He carried a couple of guys with him, so he looked good. I'm, I'm sure it was probably tough for him being out for a couple of weeks, but he played well. Uh, as you said, Naheem Hines did a nice job on, on punt returns. He averaged 15.7 yards on punt returns, did a nice job. And also, when you're talking about offense, I know we're going to get into defense later, but Grover Stewart, I mean, oh Grover had, yeah. had, he, he had a monster game, so he played extremely well. And, you know, let's not forget uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell had a nice day today. You know, he had 12 targets, 10 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. So, played, it was tough, tough sledding for him. I mean, make some tough catches there, ran after the catch a couple of times. So, Paris Campbell, there were a number of guys that had some good days today. I uh, had a good day today, I should say, a number of guys. And when you, when you, if you keep on piggybacking off of that, those guys continue to have good days. You know, hopefully good things will come and, you know, the Colts will get some wins and they can stack these wins. And hopefully, uh, you know, at the end of the season, you can say, hey, okay, we didn't start off the way we want to, but we ended it well and we're going to the next, uh, next season and starting the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's – the, you know, Frank Reich said, you know, you got to have some perspective here. Um, you know, there are some things that, you know, you need to focus on when you are only seven games into the season. I know that's not what anyone wants to hear right now because the Colts more, it feels more pressing right now that the Colts are one, three and one against the AFC South and bill since the, the AFC NFC merger in 1970, there've only been 14 teams to make the playoffs with a sub 500 record in their own division. Now it has happened three years in a row. The 49ers last year were two and four in the in the NFC West, and they made the playoffs. The Bears in 2020 and the Vikings in 2019 both were two and four in their own division and made the playoffs. So it, it's not where you want to be. But the point is, the Colts the the season is not lost. It's it's far from oh you know the the team's buried and they have no chance. Um, they have a couple things right now that are going for them, and and one that let's get into now is this defense didn't allow a touchdown today. I mean, they played really well. There were a couple of plays where Tennessee was able to gash them uh, to Austin Hooper, who just made two fantastic catches in this game. But for the most part, you know, Derrick Henry only had three explosive runs. It wasn't like he was, you know, gashing the Colts consistently. Like you mentioned, Bill, Grover Stewart had a really good game. Bobby Okereke had an awesome game today playing with his hand taped up because a bone popped out of his hand last week. And he's like, what am I going to do? Not play? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the this defense is playing really well. Now, the, the turnovers are not totally there yet. They had won today. But from a, a keep everything in front of you and tackle well standpoint, this is a defense that is hard to drive the length of the field against. Yeah, they they make it very difficult for an opposing team to drive the length of the field, and that's because they play very aggressive and play fast. And you know, you have Grover Stewart in the middle there, just doing a nice job all season. He's he's been uh, one of those dependable one of those dependable players you can count on game in and game out. So give him a lot of credit. And as you say, uh, Bobby Okereke played well. I mean, having a couple of fingers and having it taped up and, and going out there and playing um, in the position where he has to make tackles, so he has to use his hands quite a bit. So uh, give give the young man credit. So the defense has been playing well. Outside of the game last week against Jacksonville, I, th- I think the defense has played well all year. They've done, done their job. They've kept the Colts in the game. I mean, you don't give up a touchdown today, basically. Uh, you know, you give up 12 points from a defensive standpoint. The other points coming off a a pick six interception. So the defense has been playing well, doing their job. Um, Now the only thing 
I would say is for defense, we have to start getting turnovers. We have to start creating some more turnovers. And in saying that, as we said earlier, it's a lot easier to get, get turnovers when you have a lead. And offensively, we have to get a lead. So hopefully we can put pressure on teams that to throw the ball. It's like today, if we get a lead against the Tennessee Titans, I like our chances for their offense trying to throw the ball where, you know, nothing against their receivers or anything, uh, nothing against Tannehill. I think Tannehill's a good quarterback. I think they have good receivers. But that's not a position they're in often to try mm -hmm. to uh, play from behind. So maybe you get some more turnovers um, from there if you have a lead and put some pressure on them. So those are some of the things that I, I think that were, are, were key to the game today. And um, hopefully moving forward, this defense can create some turnovers and we can get the ball back to our offense and give the offense uh, some short fields to work with so we, so we can score some points. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what – we all kind of need to see come together with this team. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of just to, to the last thing here where, you know, Frank says after the game, uh, you know, there's, th this isn't to minimize how we're feeling. Um, you know, we accept responsibility for, for everything that happened today, but he did say as a head coach, you know, you have to have some perspective and we're seven weeks into the season and we're three, three and one. And, a lot is still ahead, you know, could still be potentially ahead for this team. And they really do feel like they are close. Bill, when you've been on teams that have not played up to the standard that you you have set, you know, you're playing below that, especially early in the year, What what is the trick to kind of pulling out of that? And how much perspective do you need, uh, you know, about how it's early in the season, but... You can't keep saying that forever. No, you can't keep saying that forever. But one of the things you you can't do is you can't get down on yourself. You cannot get down on yourself and start doubting yourself and start start doubting your teammates. Because once you start doing that, then it's, it's going to snowball. And then, you know, you start doubting, then your teammates start doubting. And then after a while, you guys are just out there just kind of going through the motions. You can't doubt yourself. You still have to have the faith and believe and your teammates believe in yourself that we still have a lot of football to play. And if we play like we know we can play, um, good things will happen. And we have to play hard. We have to play hard each and every week. And we have to practice hard. We have to have good weeks of practice. And if we can do those things, usually good things will happen. The only way I know how to get out of that is just to continue to practice hard and continue to fight. Um, just keep on going after it and going after it. And usually... What happens, eventually the ball starts bouncing your way and you get a few breaks here, a few breaks there. And you create your own breaks um, by working hard and, and making the plays out there. So I think if you can continue to do that, don't get down yourself. And then you need a game where, you know, you see these, these things happening. You see the offense playing well, the defense playing well, the special teams playing well. You're playing well in situational football and you're being successful. And you put a couple of games back to back like that then you start saying, okay, here we go. Now we're going to get on a roll. And once you get on a roll, no telling how many games you can win and um, what position you're going to be in once it's all said and done after the regular season's over. All right. Well, that is a good place to leave it here mm. on this episode of Colts Instant Reaction. We are going to be back with you, I believe, next Sunday night. We'll figure out the timing because the Colts and Commanders have a 425 Eastern kickoff. So we'll figure out if... 
Bill and I are too tired to uh, <laughs> do this one. Bill, you get off the pregame show. I get done writing with my yes. duties at Lucas Oil Stadium. So that'll be out either late Sunday night or Monday morning next week. In the interim, plenty of stuff coming to you here on the Colts Audio Network this week. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Colts Roundtable Live. That will be up as usual on Monday night. Then Tuesday, it's another episode of the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet. Please get your mailbag questions in for that. You can tweet those at JJ Stankovitz, at Lara Overton, at Mayte Colts, at Hey Gorman. We always take our favorite question of the week and answer it for our mailbag segment on the show. Daily updates Tuesday through Thursday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan and the Colts Audio Network. Inside Football with Rick Venturi will be back on Wednesday with blueprints to beat the Commanders and a look back at the Titans game. Know Your Foe with Bill Brooks and Casey Vallier. That will be out on Thursday. You guys are going to talk to a writer who covers the Washington Commanders. On Friday, Colts Happy Hour with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan and the Colts Audio Network. Anyways, for Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. We'll talk to you next week.